0: makers I'm so pumped to introduce you to someone that I personally give my money to because I trust her I believe in her and I've already seen results from working with her She is Lydia Bagarotza and she is the owner of Lydia Bagarotza Public Relations I previously for the past couple of years have done all of my own press and sort of thought leadership and all my own figuring out how to reach out to do events and speaking and podcasts and pitching myself for articles. And it worked really well for a couple of years. And this past year, I just decided, you know what, I am ready to really level up in this way. And I found Lydia through, um, she actually pitched one of her clients the sensual chef, uh, to the podcast to find your magic. And her pitch was so just beautifully done. And she really told the story of Kielli the sensual chef. Um, she really painted a picture for me. She helped me understand the value that Kielli was going to bring to the podcast and her copywriting was really good. And I was like, Oh man, Who is this chick? I got to learn more about her and her services. And I wasn't even really planning on hiring a PR person, but after speaking with her and after really digging deep and understanding, you know, sometimes when you are in a place where you can start to trust other people to do their zone of genius and pay them to help you, you got to do it. Honestly, finding the right mentors, guides, help. It's invaluable for your growth. You can't grow without it. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Lydia. She really is helping me reach a larger audience. I've already gotten a ton of media features, but really what it comes down to with her is she helps you understand how to elevate your brand, to build credibility, to build trust, to create a new point of entry to your business and to really be recognized as a thought leader within your industry and your niche. I freaking love her. You guys are going to love her too. We start out the conversation, as you know, I love just digging deep and getting to know people. And we started out the conversation talking about her background, getting burnt out doing PR in the music industry. And we had a lot of overlap between my work in the acting world and the entertainment industry and her work in the music industry. And I think you're going to really get a lot of gold nuggets about what we wish we'd known earlier when it came to pursuing a career in a more traditional, even though those are not traditional career paths, but rather like trying to work our way up somebody else's ladder versus going into business for ourselves and what that story looked like for both of us, what made the switch flip. And then she very, very generously shares some wonderful tips for getting press and media. And I really can't recommend her highly enough. Um, She has an excellent freebie on her website. All of this is in the show notes. Oh my gosh, we better get into this conversation. I could be here all day talking about my friend and my PR agent, Lydia Bagarotza. I'm so pumped. Lydia's here today, magic maker. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. Lydia has been such an instrumental human in helping me really feel excited about my business again. And I would love to start with, how we started working together, but also like our very first introductory meeting, you said so many amazing things about really being mindful about the clients that you worked with. And I admired it immediately, how clear you were about like, I'm willing to say no to people and to things that don't align with my purpose and my, you know, how I want to live my life. So tell me a little bit about forming your PR firm and why you made that decision like how you came to that decision
1: yeah okay so it kind of started as a self-development journey as many things do in my
0: life I feel like okay every single entrepreneur has that though like we all have the crying on the bath, the ugly cry on the bathroom floor dark night yes. of the soul moment where we're like maybe I should be my own boss <laughs>
1: I had that so intense, but okay, so I'll give you, I'll try to be brief here. Um, So basically my entire life was around, and this is similar to you, was around the entertainment industry, but on the business side. So I really, I've always been really connected to music. I remember actually in high school when YouTube like came out. So I'm old everyone.
0: (laughs) No, same. I like, I want to know what the first CD you ever bought was because I think we're about the same age. I'm 35. Yeah. 31. Yeah. Okay. So 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 I still remember the first CD I ever bought at Sam Goody and going into Sam Goody and putting the headphones on to like, listen to it. And mine was no doubt tragic kingdom. So (laughs)
1: That was a great album. It was a great fucking album. It's <laughs> still a great album. fucking album. Yeah. I stand by my choice. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I was fortunate to have my uncle work in the entertainment industry. So he was giving me like CDs for my birthday for every, I remember being so excited because he would give us stacks for our birthdays and for Christmas. So we'd get like all the top 40, whatever, when we were really little. But my first CD I probably bought myself, which I felt like very cool about was (laughs) (laughs) this Was Tom Petty in middle school? Oh my god, you were cool as fuck. What you, your first CD was Tom Petty. Let me tell That's... you, I felt really cool. I bet. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I just fell in love with rock music when I was in like fifth and sixth grade, and my dad used to play like the Beach Boys for us a lot. Um, Eric Clapton, a lot yes. of classic rock. So in middle school, I was like, this is who I am. But anyway,
0: (laughs) you and me in my in my like beat up Led Zeppelin T-shirt would have gotten along great. I love that. So in middle school,
1: I was like when YouTube came out, it opened my world to seeing a lot of like musicians doing this DIY. Like Mm. I was obsessed and I remember watching this and they still have them, by the way. So I strongly suggest going to look if you like live music. But on YouTube, it's called La Bibliothèque, and it's this French blog and I love French everything. So it was like two of my favorite things in one, um, that would film artists, like just doing really cool stuff. I remember watching this like Beirut video and they mm. were just walking on the streets and like singing with the band behind them playing. And it was so freaking cool. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to be in the music industry. I want to be a part of something like this. It makes me feel this way. And. And so basically, I like my entire identity was music. I interned at the top record labels in New York City. I was working at the radio station in college. I was local music director, which I created this position because I just love any sort of like grassroots music. But anyway, when I graduated college, like many of us, I had tons of student loans and I was kind of like, there's no way I can live in New York City I'm from New Jersey without basically going like super in debt, even more in debt than I am already with my student loans. So I decided to pick Dude, up the first job.
0: New York and LA are not for the faint of wallet. Like I always say that. <laughs> That's if, what it is. I feel like there's a cost of living element that no one prepares you for when you're going into a creative field because so often you have to live in a big city where stuff is happening like New York LA, maybe Austin, like expensive places to live. And, and tell me if you agree with this with music, because I'm, I think it's the same, but for acting and, you know, the production video side, you don't get paid anything. Like you are expected (laughs) to work for $0 all the time and be grateful for the opportunity to work for $0.
1: Be grateful for the opportunity Yeah. Oh my God. So (laughs) speaking of that, I remember I had this crazy resume of working with like very impressive for somebody who's going into an entry-level position. And I remember interviewing for CAA
0: Mm. and my
1: friend got me the interview for a desk job to support an agent. And I remember going in, I was so, so excited And in the interview, she basically told me, Listen, we have to start everyone in the mailroom. Yeah. And you have to start at $10 an
0: hour. Yeah. CAA, I don't know how they've gotten away with it for as long as they have. I I (laughs) mean, under
1: minimum wage. Yeah. Under minimum wage. And meanwhile, they knew that I was coming from New Jersey. So that means it was like $550 a month commuting with the train that does not include the subway. God forbid you want a coffee. And then you're living on $10 an hour, which I could get more working at McDonald's in New York. Mm-hmm. So it was just crazy hearing that. And she definitely saw my face like drop. So mm-hmm. this was like, this was me trying to interview at the beginning. And then eventually I was like, okay, I'm just going to like grab whatever job I can find at this point in New Jersey before I go into New York. So I just mm-hmm. need to like save some money. So I picked up a job at a real estate investment company. I was there for three years um, doing marketing, absolutely loved them. But during this time, I was like, all right, if like I can get myself in music, I'm going to hire myself. So I've always had this like entrepreneurial spirit. So, I created a music vlog where I was basically doing these videos on like a very it. small scale. Mind you, I never had a camera. I don't know how I did it, but I got a group of people together that were like film majors in my old school. We so all, smart. it was called the Echo Spectrum. It
0: was a passion. I love project. it. So magic makers back when I was freelancing full time and I only had one-on-one clients, I was in such a pickle because I really didn't understand how I was going to be able to scale my business and be able to actually make money without literally putting more hours in my day. I was so burnt out. I was so exhausted I didn't know what to do. I hated having to hunt for clients every single month. And I am not exaggerating when I tell you the best thing I did in my business, looking back over the last three years, is create a signature digital course. And I host that course on Kajabi. Kajabi is a sponsor of this podcast, but I would talk about them till the cows come home anyway, because They literally completely changed the way that I do business and have allowed me to pursue the projects that I really want to pursue because I just make money on autopilot now. My course is out into the world. It was so easy to create and launch because not only do they have the best customer support I've ever seen in my life, but you can actually build marketing funnels and email funnels and Like anything that you can possibly think of that you would need as a support for your online course, it's already on Kajabi and they show you exactly how to do it. So if you're like me and you're technology averse, Kajabi is literally the best option for you. And I shopped around and I am so happy I landed with Kajabi. It's the number one most trusted knowledge commerce platform for a reason. So if you want a 30 day free trial, head to kelseyforemost.com slash Kajabi. That's kelseyforemost.com slash K-A-J-A-B-I. I love
1: this. If you go on YouTube, it's still there and the videos are honestly bomb. So feel free I to- believe you,
0: no, yeah, but this about. okay. So pause for one second on this. I love talking about that entrepreneurial spirit, as you put it, and the moments where you're like, okay, I have this vision. I don't have the traditional resources that it takes to execute this vision, let's get creative. And often it is lifting up other entrepreneurial spirits in the process. And let me tell you, those relationships pay off at like ad infinitum. It's so cool. And people should do it more. Like, of course, if you're in a place to pay people to do creative work, please, please, please do that. But if you are in a collective where you're all talented in different ways and you can lift each other up, the rising tide lifts all boats. I love that. That's a great quote.
1: (laughs) So good. Yes. And I totally agree. And what was interesting about this group of people was we all wanted this really bad, right? We all wanted it in different areas. I wanted to be on the business side of music. They wanted to be film producers and they all had these like big dreams and we all were just kind of stuck and I don't know how we found each other, but we did. Um, I asked my friend who got me connected with this person. And what's funny is one of my best friends, I actually interviewed for my vlog. (laughs) I I literally interviewed her. She is a lot younger than me. Um, I mean, by 4 years now it doesn't matter but like back then i was 23 at the time and i was like okay let me interview you
0: for this position like meanwhile i love you <laughs> so much cuz well but that's important because what that tells me is you were taking yourself seriously and yeah. as women as creative women as young creative women guess who the world doesn't take seriously women women, no yeah.
1: women. especially in entertainment let me tell mm-hmm. you I mean well actually like many areas but yeah um yeah many most areas um.
0: <laughs> so we have to take ourselves seriously so like bravo you for actually you. interviewing your friend that's awesome I applaud
1: thank you so much. (laughs) Um, And it was funny too, because when I look back at it, I'm like, that's hilarious the way that I did that. But I also wanted to make this real. I had Mm -hmm. this really big vision. Um, we, and it was really cool too. Like we filmed this band on a winery. We would call places all over New Jersey, like really cool places and ask if we could just go film there for free. We filmed in this like speakeasy. We had another video in um, a garage, like out in fields. It was just really cool. And we had this whole like creative idea in mind where it wasn't just videos of like touring musicians or local musicians. It was like a each one was a story. Yeah. So, yeah. So, long story short, I couldn't make that profitable. I did not have the tools at the time. And everybody started going in different directions. One of them got hired at NBC, um, another one got hired at the college that we graduated from, and they were all doing different things. So, we decided to end it. But we did end it in a really cool note. Um, this famous photographer, Chris Burkhard, um, he had like a film come out that's won a bunch of awards he is famous for photographing a lot for National Geographic he brought a film to our area and we like sponsored it and it sold out like three shows there was like hundreds of people that attended it was really cool so it was kind of like the beautiful ending mm.
0: I digress but anyway no, but okay <laughs> but let's let's pause there for a second because what a beautiful way to frame it And like this chapter is ending, but that chapter had to happen in order to have the building blocks and the tools for the next thing. And I think so often, especially creative people, we worry, did I waste time on this career path or this project that didn't work out or this relationship, whatever it is. And I cannot shout it from the rafters loud enough. There's no such thing as wasted time there's no such thing as wasted time.
1: I totally agree. And it took me a while to realize that because every feat I had felt like a failure. Totally. Um, I was like, this is awesome. And I have something great. And then it didn't work out. And I felt really down for a long time. But now that I look back, it's like, I got the managerial skills that I needed from that. I learned how to build a website. I learned how to like do editing. That's something I would have never learned how to do if I wasn't deciding to, to go down this route, ra- this route and like pursue mm-hmm. the project. I've got myself a camera and started learning how to film. So and was stel- tell
0: stories, which tell is stories. PR. Like that's where you are now, right? Like you understood what made a compelling piece of content yeah. that alone is like 90% of marketing in today's world, no matter what business you're in, mm-hmm. you need to know how to make content compelling. So, wow. I honestly didn't even think about
1: that until you brought it up. So thank you. <laughs>
0: well,
1: what I would do is I would interview the band, like do like a 15 to 20 minute interview. Yeah. And I would take like one line that blew my mind and mm. I would put it at the front of their video. So it wasn't like yeah. That.
0: Yeah, that was their story. That was their story every single time. Yep.
1: Wow,
0: man. I'm, (laughs) let me tell you, this is find your magic. My, I will find it. it. (laughs) (laughs) You're literally finding it as we're
1: speaking. That's right. It's right. But anyway, so to continue this story, which I didn't realize I'm going to be this long, sorry. No, um, please
0: don't apologize. Like the story, this is the stuff that I think people need to know, right? Because so often we're presented with the final product. We're presented with, you know, the PR firm that is like yeah. doing, like is super successful and it's already baked and the program is coming out and all of these things. But people who are listening- if they were anything like me or anything like you, and they were in a season where they were like, fuck, like this thing that I just poured a ton of energy into, quote, didn't work out, quote. actually, maybe that was just a chapter and I can use, what did I love about that? What did I hate about that to inform the next steps? And then they can build their dream business because we don't, we don't talk about the early days enough. Like we don't. You're
1: so right. We do not.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: what, gosh. And when I was stuck in that place of like, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. These were the stories that I wanted to hear. So I hope I'm inspiring somebody who's listening. You are.
0: You're inspiring me. Too late. <laughs>
1: Already done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Gosh. So um, to continue, I was still at this real estate development company. Um, our project was ending with the echo spectrum. And I was like, God, like, I feel like I'm still not fulfilled. Like, I really want to continue to pursue this. Um, And so I just, I I looked all over the internet to find like different music jobs that would make sense for me in the marketing field. I had a little bit of experience in PR. I had one internship in PR. I never thought of myself um, as a publicist, but I was like, yeah, let's try it out, whatever. So I found this unpaid internship, (laughs) At this agency. Meanwhile, I was already getting paid a decent salary, but this is fine. So Mm -hmm. I found this unpaid internship in this company um, that worked with really big labels. And I was like, that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get hired as an intern and I'm going to get hired right away full time. So I quit my job, told my boss, it was like very emotional because we were all very much like a family. I loved them. And I was like, I'm doing this. I'm, this is the start of my beginning. So I love it. LOL to me because the (laughs) last, (laughs) the last, Day of this job, Kelsey. I was going to get lunch for everybody. I love to go get lunch for everyone because it gave me a break. I was like, I'll go get lunch. Love so, that. <laughs> yeah, I, loved it. I was like, yes. I would pick the lunches. Like I was all about it. So I'm going to get lunch, and a I get into a car accident. An old woman <sighs> with she must have been like ninety something. Absolutely should not have been driving with a cast on. So like double not supposed oh, to be driving. No. Hit me at a stop sign. Um, no, at a red light.
0: A pedestrian? No, I was I was driving a car. Okay. Yeah.
1: So she hit my car. My car hit a pickup truck in front of me, literally crushed my car, totaled (gasps) it. I was fine. But I remember getting out and I was like, okay, I just accepted this unpaid internship in (sighs) Newark, New New Jersey, right outside of New York City. I have no way to get there. I'm starting it in a week what am I going to do? And I have no car now with, and not only that I have no job. So how am I supposed to get a loan out to pay for a car? Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I was lucky enough that I had saved a good amount of money in my savings. And I was like, all right, I guess we're going to use, because they don't tell you, they don't tell you insurance will only give you the amount of whatever your car is worth. And like, surprise, my car was worth like $2,000. Right. that's all I had for a new car. So I bought myself a car. I had enough money. I literally paid it outright in cash. And mm-hmm. I was like, whatever I have this, I'm just going to pay it. I wouldn't be able to take out a loan anyway, because I didn't have any like proof of yeah. income. Yeah. So bought my car. I'm like, okay, small hiccup, whatever. It was a series of unfortunate events. So <laughs> I got to this agency, <laughs> they worked me into the ground. Yeah. I ended up and I did end up getting hired right away. Mm-hmm. I like felt like such a boss bitch. I um yeah. I was interviewing in the city for a bunch of different jobs and just I was basically interviewing so I could get an offer to bring it back to this company because they weren't in New York. So I was like, oh, I don't have to pay like a huge commuter fee into New York City or pay two taxes. So I basically was interviewing to then present it to my boss and be like, listen, I have this offer. Like, are you willing to hire me? I know that I can do all this stuff for you.
0: I love that. I love that.
1: Oh yeah. So I was like on this high horse of, I had a plan and I was going to pursue this no matter what. Mm. (laughs) So anyway, I think that because I did that, because I set the tone so low, I had picked up an unpaid internship. They already were paying me nothing. So they started me so low. It was honestly like offensive, but I took it. Cause I was like, this is okay. I'll get my foot in the door, which oh. I was lowering my self worth so much.
0: Oh my God. We got, we got to talk about this. We got to dig into this because yes. I love the way you put that. I set the tone so low yep. another way. People have said, I set the bar really low. You're coming in with no power. And so you're not going to be given power. And exactly. so often we're sold this inaccurate idea that we have to start from nothing and pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and work Mm -hmm. ourselves to the bone in order to quote, prove our worth to a company and gradually work our way up someone else's ladder instead of starting in the first place with our value. Right. Right. Which
1: is crazy because I thought that this is what you had to do. Like you said, Mm-hmm. And well, what,
0: I mean, that's not your fault because told. that's what we've been told our entire yep. lives, especially in the entertainment industry, but
1: yep. Any way you can get your foot in the door anyway. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. How, that's what they
1: tell you, mm-hmm. whatever you do, every, there's a long list of people that want that job. So you better take
0: it. I talk about the devil Wears Prada syndrome all the time. And I think it's true. Uh, I was in that job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and then you almost feel like you're being gaslit. Right. Oh when, yes. When there when there's that narrative of a million girls would kill for this job, which is what the quote from Double Wear's Prada is. If you guys haven't seen the movie, yeah. that's the through line. That's why I call it that. That movie was only two G. That it is holds up, is. man. Holds up. Let me tell you. So good. <laughs> um, and just because someone tells you that there are a bunch of people in line behind you, doesn't make the job actually valuable. Like, yeah it doesn't mean like those people are irrelevant. Like the thing, the only thing that is relevant is, are you acting in alignment with your values and mm-hmm. your vision for your future? Like yeah. your, your present and your future, that's it, right? Yeah. Like, and do not make yourself small
1: <laughs> no, to fit
0: somebody else's idea of, uh, cause you're just gonna get taken advantage of.
1: Right. Absolutely. And that is exactly what happened to me. Mm. I was so taken advantage of because they could see, and I probably set this energy. I definitely did myself. And I didn't realize I was doing it Mm. where I was like desperate. I was like, I want to be hired for this. I can do all of this stuff for you. You want to hire me. And so they were like, okay. And they gave me, I had eight clients at all times. Um, and I had some high profile clients. I had the beach boys on my list. I had ex ambassadors, James Bay. These are all top 40. I had borns and some yeah. boutique clients as well, wow. but I was juggling all of that. Plus because I was the intern, like two weeks prior, mm-hmm. I was three weeks, whatever it was. It was very quick. When I got hired, I was cleaning the office. The boss would tell me to come clean his office. I literally was a janitor by the end. It was, it was so bad. I was literally, Oh, I, I can't believe it. I would gag because it was. So- I
0: want to publicly <laughs> shame this person who made you clean his office. I mean, you know, I think like- back
1: because I had so much anger towards him. And I think back and I. No I fucking like he, shit. Oh, <laughs> I feel like he genuinely didn't know what he did. I would love to go back and say something, but at the same time, it's like, whatever, dude. But I. Gosh, it took me a while to really forgive this person because I really did hold a lot of anger towards them. And, you know, I put on a smile and I did whatever was told of me. I was working late. I was not sleeping because I was like having so much anxiety that I (laughs) wouldn't be able to get my clients like perfect press because I was also doing all of these other admin things. Like uh, by the end I was doing their QuickBooks, which cracks me up because I saw the money coming
0: in. Yeah. Mind you, I have no... I taught myself how to use QuickBooks. That's the other thing is like, until you say no, people are going to keep giving you shit because they know you're going to say yes. Magic Makers, I am so humbled to share this note I just got from a woman named Tina who owns her own dental practice. And she is a student in my signature course copy class. And she just wrote to tell me that she implemented my high five email system that I teach in module four and her revenue immediately quadrupled. Just from changing the words in her email welcome sequence, she made four times as much money from her emails. You guys, if you're not learning, basic copywriting skills, you're really missing out. And I really would love to be the one who teaches you. So if you want head to kelseyforemost.com slash copy class and learn everything that I have inside that signature course for non writers, everything from email marketing to how to write a website and everything in between it's kelseyforemost.com slash copy class.
1: Yep. And I said yes to everything and I Mm -hmm. had no backbone. And what's funny is every job I had, every time I left and I left every single one, every time I quit, which is like a theme of my life. um...
0: (laughs) That's not a bad thing, by the way, like very pro quitting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very pro quitting. They had to hire like three people to fill Mm -hmm. my position. And that just blows my mind. And I think back and I'm like, okay, well, I gained all these skills. So nothing was a failure, Mm -hmm. but I basically was just doing all of this work, going crazy. I was going in and out of the city, representing my clients, going to bed at like 4 AM, waking up in the middle of the night, gasping. And on top of all of this, I was getting crazy amounts of nerve pain in my hands and Mm -hmm. my shoulders to the point where I thought I had carpal tunnel or like something I was going to doctors, chiropractors. Uh, Acupuncture, I was like convinced that I had something wrong with me, like really wrong with me. And doctors were fitting me for a carpal tunnel. I was walking around with a carpal tunnel cast.
0: I did not have carpal tunnel. (laughs) Like, I didn't have it. Well, okay. So, my therapist calls the body the check engine light, right? When your body, your body will slow you down if you don't slow yourself down. Like, if you don't take a moment if you don't take a serious break, like a real break to reassess Mm -hmm. whether or not your nervous system is in survival mode for too long, like your body's going to make your, make it no longer function. It's just going to stop working. Like that's across the board going to happen whether it comes, however that comes. Yeah. Right. Right. And I feel like a
1: lot of us are not, I mean, I know a lot of us are not told to listen to our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people get to this point, especially people that are perfectionists, which I am, or workaholics, you are taking on a lot in college. You're taking on a lot of jobs of this, of that, of internships, and you feel like you're invincible. And then you're going through your twenties with all of these extra responsibilities and you don't know how to slow yourself down and you just build and pile everything up and your body is like, what the heck are you doing? So it's basically what happened to me. Not only that, my, I had car trouble every single month something had happened. My car was vandalized. I was like, what is happening with the car
0: and my body? Like, what is I mean, this? the hippie woo-woo in me wants to be like, well, the universe was telling you, the like screaming at you. The universe was screaming at me. <laughs> the
1: universe <laughs> was like, please stop it. And not only that, I'm going into all these like parties for the entertainment industry. And I'm feeling so icky because I'm a person that feels like very, I just cannot lie. I can't. I don't have any
0: like fakeness in my could body. <laughs> see me right now, like, this is your, you are telling me my life. Like, and then almost, did you experience feeling guilty for not engaging in the same always, way? Always. Thank you. Okay. Shame, so I would all be of it. Shame constantly of like, why Judgment. don't I feel grateful for this? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't this make me feel? Like, I thought that this was going to make me feel powerful going to a party like this. I thought that being on the invite list and being on the red carpet would make me feel fulfilled or powerful or valued. Mm -hmm. The complete opposite is true. Why am I broken instead of being like, why does the system suck? (laughs)
1: we are identical twins in this respect. And meanwhile, I'm, I'm a publicist. I'm working in New York with these big clients and I'm like representing them. Like I get to go to interviews with them and be like, Oh, um, this is my client and go to parties where there's like some A-listers there. And I was I remember going into the bathroom for some of these parties and just like giving myself a check-in and taking deep breaths. Mm -hmm. And I'm a very social person. I I love being out. I love being myself and like, I am very bubbly and I felt myself shrinking every time I went to one of these places. And that's not me at all. So I was just so lost. I basically was crying all the time. God bless my boyfriend because we started dating this year and I was such like a lunatic mess. Um, (laughs) I was just like i just remember crying every day i was going on this journey where i found like affirm i learned about affirmations i found a youtube video that was like i am grateful i am strong i am mm-hmm. and i'm listening to this on my way to work and i'm like oh man i'm like going through a mental break
0: <laughs> yeah <Okay. laughs> dude affirmations are an excellent gateway drug i f- i was love it. um i found louise hay when i went through my first so like good. oh shit do i not want to be an actor anymore i found louise hay because same deal having a physical manifestation of my mental anxiety and being out of alignment And I was trying to calm my nervous system in the car on the way to auditions and,
1: Thank, I know this. Like, God so bless well.
0: Louise Hay's YouTube channel. Like, thank you, Hey House, for my sanity. I like. Literally, thank you, Hey House. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, Hay, We're Hay House. Events.
1: We're big fans. Yeah. So, long story short, like most women, women, most people, not women, but most people do, when you're like freaking out, you don't know what to do, you're losing your mind, whatever, you know, you're just like, hmm, maybe I should go see a psychic. So, um, that's exactly what I did. I went to go see a psychic and I was like, tell me everything what's going on. What am I meant to do? What's my purpose? Cause I felt so lost. And this is something that I identified with for so long. I identified with the music industry. I was like, this is what I'm going to be. I wanted to move to LA at one point and Nashville at one point, I mm-hmm. like had this whole idea in my mind and it all crumbled down. Yes. And so she, we were talking and whatever it was, it was great. But I remember at the end, she was like, so do you have any like last questions for me? And I was like, well, this is random, but like, I'm getting a lot of nerve pain in my body. And can you tell me if there's anything like wrong with me? And I remember her saying, I don't want you to feel like I'm, you know, making fun of you or anything like that, because I'm sure that pain is real. But have you ever looked into Dr. Sarno, the mind body prescription? Yes. And so he, for a, whoever doesn't know who, the, who he is, he is a super famous doctor who honestly is very like left brain, but he understood the mind body connection and he healed people like Howard Stern and some yeah. other like big celebrities. And he was known for just talking to his clients and healing them. And these were yeah. like people that. Couldn't walk for a year, years, or had chronic yeah. back pain, and so basically, I read like the first chapter, and my pain that I had for months, where I went to a million doctors, spent thousands of dollars, just went away, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is embarrassing for me." But <laughs> but the, I, but I the twelve dollar book is what could heal me, and I spent thousands. I was like, oh, "Okay, um, hmm, this means something."
0: Yeah. Well, and okay, so asterisk here, everybody listening, like. Definitely go to a doctor if you're experiencing like physical symptoms to make sure to rule out anything that might actually be quote unquote, like wrong or disease or whatever it is. Um, And at the same time, it is so incredibly valuable. And I think necessary to address behavioral health and mental health. Absolutely. as part of a overall healing plan like only because Lydia had gone to doctors already was she able to make the connection? Right. And I don't want to put words in your mouth.
1: You are absolutely correct. Because when I was going to all these doctors, for the most part, they're like, we can't find anything wrong with you. And I'm like, no, I know something is here. And every single yeah. specialist is telling me something else. So the hand yeah. doctor is telling me, I probably have like precarpal tunnel and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the chiropractor is telling me that I'm misaligned back. And then the acupuncturist is telling me something different. Uh, so, my
0: meridians are
1: up. Yeah. Right? It was like, everything was wrong. I was like, I am Broken on so many levels, Mm -hmm. but like, basically I was going to all of these places. Number one, I wasn't feeling relief. Mm -hmm. And then two, like I was getting so many different diagnoses, and I knew I felt that it wasn't that there was something missing. There was a missing piece to this. And I'm sure all of those things really did help me. I truly believe in chiropractors and real doctors. And there's definitely a place for all of that. It's very, very important, but I never considered stress being a huge part of a physical ailment. So, right
0: because I think when we think anxiety, or at least for me, before I did a lot of this sort of exploration into this land mm-hmm. um, of mind body connection, I thought of anxiety as like mental racing and maybe sort of like panic attacks, but there I you. didn't really think about it as like, oh, that sort of weird, persistent pain in my foot or, that like yeah. i'm just doing this right now like Plenching the your shoulders your shoulders or um big one jaw like grinding your teeth at night jaw yeah. tension tmj like there's I also so had J during
1: this right, time. yeah.
0: <laughs> the greatest
1: hits, right? The greatest hits, literally the greatest hits of stress.
0: Yeah, like at one point, um, this is just a funny sidebar. At one yeah. point, one of my physical manifestations was I could not like my body temperature was going crazy. Like I would be super hot and sweaty, and then I would be yeah. freezing cold. And mm-hmm. at one point, I was at a doctor's office, and they were like, "Well." We think we should inject your armpits with Botox so you stop sweating. And I was like, cool, cool. That doesn't seem. (laughs) Cool, cool. (laughs) No, no, thank you. I, I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, they were like, no, we're going to paralyze so your sweat glands. Oh, and I was God. like, I don't think that's the answer. Um, yeah. And I'm so, sure it is for somebody. Right. But prob- yeah. prob's not me. Um, <laughs> just to, like, you cool, know. Cool, <laughs> cool. cool. <laughs> so, anyway, so you did the mind body connection work. You got on yes. a path to healing that did work for you. Tell yeah. me about like the decision to start going into business for yourself.
1: Yes. So this whole situation basically catapulted me into a whole different level of consciousness of like, okay, the mind body connection is really important. So then I went down the rabbit hole of manifestation and spirituality, and I really understand who I was on a soul level, which is like, I identified with this career. I didn't know who I was. I had no idea who I was. I knew I liked to like travel and I liked like pizza. That's like about (laughs) it. (laughs) am i (laughs) two things we know (laughs) you know i'm like i really like pizza guacamole too we can add that to the list but um so i was like oh my god what am i doing here so basically i went down this rabbit hole got really into self-development and i ended up transitioning out of um out of the music industry into beauty fashion and lifestyle and wellness pr so i got into an agency that definitely helped me. It was a great middle ground, mm-hmm. um, to get back into more of like a work-life balance. Yes. Um, but I wasn't fulfilled and I've always been a person where I, and I feel like this is so cheesy, but it's the truth. Like when I went into job interviews and they were like, what's your biggest weakness? I'm like, I don't know. I like care too much about my job and I like work really hard and like too hard. i like, will oh, yes, yeah. like, you really want me to be real with you right now. Um, so I always felt like I was like undervalued for what, for what I was worth. And mm-hmm. during this time I had gotten so into all of this and I couldn't find anything about wellness brands online. Yeah. I, everything that I was seeking, I was finding like in the deep, dark web of, of podcasts or like there was nothing in the mainstream media about this. Yeah. Um, and I love podcasts for that. Cause I really feel like it was like the pioneer for the wellness industry, mm. um, spirituality and all of that, but I wasn't finding anybody that I really needed. And I was just like, how are these people not getting on the internet? And while I was at this agency, we had like quite a few wellness brands that was becoming cool, eco-conscious, all of that. And I was like, so inspired by the founders mm-hmm. every single time. And any time we had to get founder press. They'd be like, Oh, give it to Lydia. Like she'll do it. She's really good at pitching the founders. And I also came from a background of pitching talent that I understood how to like bring the, the founder at the forefront. Yeah. And so that's what I was doing. I was gaining all of this beautiful press and these deep interviews that I was really personally resonating with. I was really, really into it. And I was really just like, doing a bunch of daily practices. I got into Lacey Phillips manifestation work, which I really, um, highly recommend anybody who is interested in learning about inner child work or trauma work. It's, it's really just a great starting point. Um, and their podcast is awesome too. So look at to be magnetic. So the pandemic hit and basically I went through another existential crisis where I was like, what am I doing with my life? I know that I want to make a big difference in a way where I want to, I, I want to help people who are also going through this self-development journey, or maybe yes. feeling like uh, what we were talking about earlier, feeling like you're like at that. Oh shit moment. Yeah. And so I quit my job.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Quit my job and was like I'm going to start a like PR business. I don't know what I want it to be, but I want it to be more accessible. I ended up quitting my job. I hired a business coach. Before I even had a business and we built out a business and I was we're in the middle of the pandemic, I was like, yeah, let's work with people. I'm gonna get a job at a boutique. Um, so anyway, that was it was really fun by the way. So I was working at this boutique while I was building up my business and within three months I had like a thriving business and it was so amazing because I was so passionate about it. I was able to yeah. support founders that just have this they have a purpose. They, yes. are they are mission driven, they are impact driven and they're making a difference in this world. And that's who I really wanted to represent. So basically now I fell into this space of conscious PR which I didn't realize I was an industry disruptor. But when I think about conscious PR I think about representing brands that have a really good mission purpose that are helping people. I wanted to see them more in the media in the mainstream media cause that is what people need, especially with the pandemic All of us are going on this huge mental health journey and there is no support on the internet. They're like, Oh, get antidepressants. Like, and yes, those are again, important. If you need them absolutely go to the doctor, but also trauma work is really important. Breath work is really important. Meditation is really important. These are all tools we can have in our toolkit that can really help us. Um, and also finding our, Purpose. I feel like everyone's at this point where, especially our generation, where we all are on our phones. Our businesses, or businesses, but like these corporate companies are able to contact us at any time. There's no shut off, and everyone is burnt out. And we're all just like, if I'm meant to be here on this earth, I what am I meant to do? Because yeah. I am just working myself to the bone for somebody else. And I hear this all the time totally. and we work for the weekend and I don't think that we should be living our lives that
0: way. God. I mean, uh, if you are were- <laughs> preach. No, I love God. There's so much in there that I, we could do like 10 episodes on this working for the weekend, especially let's just start there. Yeah. I saw something just yesterday that was like, my soul did not come here to not have a good time. And no. I loved that phrasing because, yes. and I wish I could remember who to credit it to, but I just was in my feed somewhere and they were like, my soul did not come to this earth to not have a good time. And it really shook me. It shook me because yes. I was like, am I having a good time right now? <laughs> That's a big question. It's a huge question. And you know, there are some aspects in my life where I wasn't having a good time. And I took some very real action to fix that and like, realign myself and get back on a course where I was having a good time. But let me tell you, just because you figure it out once doesn't mean you figure it out forever. Like ever evolving,
1: ever changing. It's so important. Yeah. Which
0: is why I'm so pro quitting. Like, I think (laughs) that there, because there's such a um, outdated uh, mentality, maybe it would be the right word, of like you stick with it. You stick yeah. with it for the payoff, right? Mm-hmm. And make sure the payoff is the payoff you actually want. Like, oh, that's good. Because there will be a payoff if you stick with it, usually. Right. But is it the one that you're hoping for? is the right, payoff. What is the cost? What's the cost? What's the cost? Oh mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So now I get to support all these amazing brands. It feels so fulfilling. Um, and it's cool too, because at first I didn't even know if I could pitch these, if like, if the media would, accept it or if the media was ready for it.
0: So when I, first- but I love that you did it anyway, because that's the thing is like, <laughs> I think a lot of people hold themselves back because they're like, Oh, this doesn't exist yet. So mm-hmm. I don't have any social proof that what right. I want to do is going to resonate with anybody. I might epically fail at this. So it's just an idea. It's just an idea. that I am like, I don't know if I'm going to do anything with it versus right. being like, I exist. I have these values. I'm seeing this hole in the market. So I am going to fucking go for it. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And it really took a level
1: of confidence um, and a lot of Mm self-work to get to that point where I was like, I can make this happen. And also too, if I don't know if you guys are like into manifestation, but if yes, yes. Um, But basically a a lot of manifestation work is also just like seeing to believe that it's possible for you. And that's something that will help you attract what you want. And so I was like, let me just like pro bono this person. I know she's a business coach. Um, I'm going to do a little pitching for her. And see if I can make this work. And like, to me, I was like, this feels like high self-worth with, which always check in with yourself. If you're doing any like free work whatsoever, um, this feels like high self-worth because it's valuable to me. And it's something that I really think I I need for my business. So Mm -hmm. within two weeks of pitching her, I got a full feature for her on Forbes. Amazing. (laughs) amazing, (laughs) which totally transformed her business by the way. But it was just like, so crazy because I was like, let me just like, see if this is possible within two weeks, it was just the perfect timing and it hit. And it was this spiritual business coach that loves like witchiness. I pitched it around, you know, Halloween, it was perfect. And
0: I was like, Oh, there's a market for this. Oh yeah. There's and not just a market, a starving for content market, <laughs> right? Yes. Cause that's another thing that a lot of people don't kind of remember and consider is if you're not seeing it and you're having to do a deep dive to find your thing, guarantee you that that means that there's a market who is also starving for the same thing that you're trying to find. So create yes. it, fill the yes. need you wish you had for yourself.
1: Yes. Yes. Gosh, I love this conversation so much. I like came in prepared to be like, all right, so let's talk about PR and how we can get this through.
0: <laughs> that's what I do, so Lydia. I, I pull you in for the business and we end up having full on therapy sessions. This podcast is Literally just an excuse therapy. for me to have conversations with spiritually aligned humans. Like that's what this is. I love the it. The is up. But like that's what, when- <laughs> welcome, welcome to uh, therapy with Kelsey, also known as find your magic
1: (laughs) therapy with Kelsey. I'm like,
0: okay, I'm going to just like, this is a great session. (laughs) So I do, I don't want to let you go though, without telling a couple of things. First, you have an incredible freebie, which is the free PR checklist. And I know a lot of people tuning into this episode again, came for the business and stayed for the for the emotional psychological alignment <laughs> content. But I mean, let's talk you. about businesses who are starting out, entrepreneurs who are starting out who are starting to think about PR. Tell me how this checklist is right for them, because I know that it is.
1: Absolutely. And actually I posted a reel about this today, a very exciting topic, but um a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the online world, don't realize that they are worthy for press. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of, especially spiritual entrepreneurs or anybody who's in this self-development journey, they're like, Oh, like this is too, woo. -woo, this is too out there. Even though there's so many people out there that practice meditation, almost every single top, top business person that you see like online, if you ever listen to an interview, like for example, just anybody, if you ever listen to an interview on anybody that's huge in business, they will tell, they will talk about the self-development. They will talk about um, feeling worthy. They will talk about their story. They'll talk about um, tools that they use, meditation, all this stuff. And I was like, why isn't this talked about enough? Like, yes, you can see it on a TED talk, but why isn't it in like a magazine or something? And we're always talking about the nitty gritty. So anyway, there is a space for it. If you are a spiritual entrepreneur or in the self-development field, there is a space for it. And also, I feel like your why is so important that is something that captivates me. Um, And every time I was listening to a YouTube video or listening to a podcast or reading a story, if I heard about why a brand started their brand, whether it be candles or, or even like Patagonia is a very big lifestyle brand with a mission. Mm -hmm. Um, These brands, like you are connected to for Patagonia, for instance, you're connected to the whole entire lifestyle of Patagonia you're not just connected to all right they have really cool outdoorsy clothes like no you are like wearing this as a statement right yeah and so and when it goes to services it's the same idea it's like you're going to invest in a business coach because of their why there's a million business coaches out there a million coaches in general but why do you want to work with this person what makes what's makes them stand um apart from everybody else What's their big differentiator Mm -hmm. so um I think that it's a huge gap in the entrepreneurial space because a lot of entrepreneurs think they need to be Beyonce in order to like get featured and you absolutely do not. Right. And they think they need to pay for
0: it too, which is something I didn't know they thought. Oh my gosh! I yes, keep talking, keep talking. Yeah, okay, okay. I have such a bee in my <laughs> bonnet about this, though.
1: I get a lot of messages now as I'm an entrepreneur from P- which is hilarious because I'm like, read the room, bro. Um, <laughs> but I will get <laughs> I will get messages that are like, "Do you want to get featured on Yahoo for a small fee or Forbes for a small fee?" And by it's the like, way,
0: they're not small. Like, they're, they're also never, like five hundred dollars for like. Let us put you in a list of 150 people where you'll get buried. Mm -hmm. And there are,
1: there are scammers out there that like want your money and they'll put you up and which is messed up because these writers get paid. So they should not be double dipping. There shouldn't be any scams out there like that. Um, They get paid per click and that's how it works or paid for their stories. And then also there's, there's ad space too. So, there's a very huge difference between ad space and writers and editors. So, when you are organically reaching out, meaning it's unpaid, you're reaching out for a story angle, you are reaching out because you are providing really valuable content for their audience. The exchange and energy. Isn't money. The exchange is like, here's some valuable content that's going to support your audience. And in turn, you get a bunch of readers that are happy. And so that is something that is, that I never knew um, had to really be talked about too. Mm. So there's a huge, and also there's a huge gap in um, entrepreneurs because a lot of them think that the only way they can grow their business is through social media Mm -hmm. and they get stuck in this like plateau. And some of them may have crazy awesome brands but it doesn't end at social media. You don't have right. to plateau. You don't have to be in a bubble of a small network or even a big network that's still a network where you're not reaching other individuals. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to be able to capitalize on the media. The media is there, we, we read its content all the time. What's amazing about the industry is it's totally changing. So, number one, like I keep listing things, I'm like, number one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, number one. Um, Things are changing. A lot of us are going through a self development journey, I think, just as a collective. So, you're going to see a lot more stories that are about valuable purpose driven brands. I I think, just purpose in general, everyone's just on this kick of like, why am I buying something? There's everything is oversaturated. We have so many oversaturated markets. Yeah. Where, and I think we're just getting so to a point where we're over it and we're like, okay, I want to buy a brand because of X. So, um, it's changing in that respect. And it's also changing because there's new platforms. Podcasts are amazing. They're getting huge. Anybody can start one and it's, they all have really big networks. Like they have networks that are untapped and they're, they're grassroots and it's amazing. So you can even be a, a podcast queen, get on tons of podcasts and grow your brand exponentially. And even for example, say you want to get featured on, I don't know, Forbes and Yahoo. Okay. For example, Mm -hmm. Yahoo has over a billion unique visitors per month. So Mm -hmm. that's a potential of over a billion people seeing your brand. So if you're posting on your Instagram every day into the void and you have to fight with the algorithm, right? as opposed to doing that, sure, I think it's really important, but also pitching yourself to publications. And I'm not just saying you need to be top tier because there's also a really strong place of mid tier where I right. am. Audience-
0: yeah. I want to touch on that for a second, because when I was first building my business, I had a couple of really big splashy uh logos like business insider and Mm -hmm. uh glamour very exciting but let me tell you the people who found me were from very like small niche blogs or (laughs) this is um, the secret healthy this this is is literally the the secret yes like don't think that just because it's not Forbes that it's not valuable in fact like if your goal is to build your business and build your audience in a way that's aligned and authentic like don't sleep on those those Instagram live swaps. Don't sleep on those podcast Mm -hmm. swaps. Don't sleep on those small blogs. Like people read them. Like it's, it's real, it's real. And always build your email list too. And like, don't sleep on email lists either. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is very important. That is like seriously valuable, but yeah,
1: that's something that a lot of people will come to me, they'll say like, Oh, I want to get featured on X, Y, and Z. And like, I think that it is extremely valuable and extremely important. And I know I'm biased in this respect because I'm a publicist, but to get those big flashing names, like, yes, they are important. You can use those to leverage, to get on tons of other shows and things. They build a lot of credibility and and trust. And so if you put that on like your socials or on your website, so if you have press out there, please do this, put a, put them on your Instagram. Say you've been featured in it, like talk about it, put a press highlight, um, put it on your website. So like right when you're on your website, right underneath your picture, um, especially if you're service-based or products, make sure you list like all the logos you've been on. Those are really important. However, what moves the needle are niche, niche audiences. So Yes. That are like so valuable. Yes. And so ready for your brand. Those are the ones that are ready for your brand. Um, my clients, a lot of them will tell me that they get most of their, uh, most of their new clients from their, from their press, from like podcasts Mm -hmm. that have a dedicated fan base and podcasts. This is why I'm like, I'm obsessed with podcasts because you already have an audience that trusts that host. I like, for example, I love find your magic. I trust you to bring on. (laughs) quality. Thanks. Well, you're here. So it makes sense. <laughs> oh, but really I trust your judgment to bring on you're the gatekeeper. Same thing with editors for publications, but like yeah. you guys are the gatekeepers. So I trust you already to bring in somebody that's really valuable. Mm. So honestly, like whatever you tell me to buy, I'm going to buy it. Like I really will. I yeah. really, probably the most stuff that I've bought this year have been from literally podcasts. I have bought EMF devices, a bra, I've bought (laughs) (laughs) essential oils, my next purchase is glasses. Anyway, I'm telling you, it's because I trust those hosts to bring me valuable quality products and valuable quality services.
0: Absolutely. And the other aspect of it about podcasts, and then I want to talk about your program before we have to close. The other thing about podcasts is it's a long form way of people to get to know you, right? Like social media is great for establishing like, this is who I am in the world. And this is the feeling you get when you work with me. Here's a Mm -hmm. quick shot in the arm, right. Of what it's like to be around me, to work with me, to talk to me. Here's like a quick, quick hit. Right. Yeah. Email is like the next step up where you get to be more yourself, do a little bit of a deeper dive, show up for people more consistently. Podcasts, you're literally in their ear in their life. Right. So I love thinking about Susie Sunshine taking a walk with her dog, taking a screen time break, listening to this conversation and being like, I can't wait to go home and put my press logos underneath the value proposition that I learned how to write after taking copy class that's right. <laughs> <laughs> on my website. Um, that's really exciting to me to think about the podcast, give you an opportunity to really get to know somebody because you can hear them. You can feel the emotion behind the words. Great. So I love that too. And by the way, yeah. podcasts are copy just, you know, fun fact,
1: fun in, the fact. Out in the
0: world. Okay. So we know that people are going to go download this free PR checklist that is going to be in the show notes below. Um, no matter who you are, no matter where you are in your business, I highly recommend doing that checklist because, it, the very least it's going to give you a lot of things to think about. Right. And it, a lot of clarity, a lot of clarity. It's so valuable. And then the last thing I want to talk about is you have the PR accelerator program opening this fall, which is so exciting. Cause as she said, Lydia's extremely choosy about who she works with. I got really lucky to get in. <laughs> and so if you can't, uh, if it's, if it's not the timings off or whatever, and you can't quite work with Lydia yet one-on-one as your publicist, they can get a lot of your knowledge and industry expertise from the PR accelerator. Yes, absolutely.
1: I'd love to talk about the PR accelerator. So this is a course that is going to be an evergreen digital course. So it's self-led um, and you don't have to rush through it. I would recommend taking your time. Um, but it's going to be very easy soundbite content. I don't want to make crazy long videos. Um, so don't worry. It's not going to be like very strenuous and like, I need to sit down for so long, yeah. but I do want you to take your time and your foundations because they are important. So that's why I download the checklist, get ready for the course. <laughs> but, um, in PR, what you're going to do is you're going to learn in the PR accelerator, you're going to learn the ins and outs of the media industry, how to present yourself um, in a pressworthy way, a pressworthy mm-hmm. story. And if you are listening, yes, you are worthy of getting press. Yes, you are, yes, you have a story to share. You are important. People need to hear about you. Somebody out there, out there desperately needs to hear your, desperately needs to hear who you are, definitely, definitely needs to hear your content your products. So we're basically just going to get you super ready to the point where you can start pitching yourself to the media. So this is for anybody who maybe isn't ready to invest in third-party PR or me just yet. (laughs) Um, They want to start getting some, some press for themselves. And let me tell you, I (laughs) have had insane results from my clients. So I have run this program before. I know it works. It's proven to work. I had clients who've gotten themselves on bustle. She finds time magazine. I kid you not
0: crazy (laughs) results. Amazing. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all because here's why Lydia, because of the way that you approach PR. I think I certainly was really resistant for a long time to PR because it felt like that schmoozy entertainment, like pitchy salesy, Kind of like this stuff that I was trying to get away from and why I gravitated to you is because of your personality and the feeling that I get working with you. And I know that the PR accelerator would be no different because it's, it's about purpose first and foremost, not to do that little pun there for myself, but (laughs) (laughs) it's such a valuable thing. Press, um, whether you are pitching yourself or whether you're working with a publicist, it really is one of the most valuable ways, not just to get yourself in front of new clients and audiences, but honestly, like my soul and my confidence level was so nourished when I started getting, positive feedback from press. And when I started hearing from people, oh, I heard you on this podcast or I read your article here, oh. it really resonated with me. Like yeah. you can't understate how nice it is to feel validated. And it's an extra bonus aspect of press that I wasn't necessarily expecting. So
1: absolutely. And what it can do for you. And and then I will actually leave you guys on this note <laughs> is... <laughs> It also helps you with connections. So um, once you start getting into the world of editors and the world of podcast hosts, you never know who's going to be your next client. Many of my clients have told me that even the hosts themselves have worked with them Mm -hmm. um, or their audience members, or they've connected them to somebody else that's really big in their industry. So once you start pitching yourself or having somebody do it for you, you're on a totally different playing field in your industry. So It's, it's really great for so many things. That's one of them. But if anybody has any questions, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. It's Lydia Bagarosa. You can find me. I'm, I have a very long name. (laughs) So I'll put it in the show show notes.
0: notes. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But just feel free to DM me, send me an email. I am around and I love connecting with new people. I love it.
0: Thank you, Lydia. So much. God, you dropped so much knowledge from, from the journey that took you to founding your company, to helping us understand what press can do for us and even where to start for ourselves. So man, go have a glass of something, girl. You, you worked hard. <laughs> Thank you so much for the Kelsey therapy session. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, so anytime girl. All right, everybody, this has been another episode of find your magic. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Hey, magic maker, if you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.